0: You have to listen to your gut feeling and, you know, to what is really important, important to you because you can always go back to corporate. You can always go back to what you know, but starting a business, uh, you know, the, the, the more you wait, the more you're going to, you know, uh, get more afraid of, of taking the move.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Kelly Limber Podcast. I'm your host, business mentor, personal brand, strategist and style expert who's on a personal mission to inspire a minimum of five people a day to take action, do something different and just show up as the best person that they aspire to be. Love all your messages to say that you have been inspired by something that you have indeed heard on this podcast or one of the previous podcasts. Keep them coming, let me know on at Kelly Lundberg Official on Instagram or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, it really does help with the algorithms and gets us more noticed so that other people can enjoy and learn from these incredible stories of our guests. Now, speaking of guests, today is Daniela and Laura. Now, they're two sisters behind Simply Chef, a UAE tableware company with a mission to bring people together around the dinner table to connect and create memories. And they share so fondly in this episode how so many evening meals created with their parents really uh, was the foundation to, to where they are now in terms of coming up with the business idea and creating this tableware service. And they've decided to incorporate their business skills from a corporate background, working in strategy and business development and combine this with their childhood entrepreneurial upbringing to dedicate themselves to a cause. In this episode, they share how they've grown their business, which is still relatively new, by using social media, collaborations, and investing in their personal brand, which, as you know, I am on board 150%. So enjoy this episode and look forward to you leaving the reviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kelly Lumber podcast and welcome to our second ever edition where we have had two guests in at the same time. It's like um, double value today. Thank you, girls, for joining us. How are you doing? Thank you for having us, Kelly. Uh,
2: we, are, we are great. We're yep. excited to, to be here with
1: you. Awesome. So how did this all come around? So first of all, we've got Laura and Daniela here. They're going to go into a little bit more detail about why and what it is that they are doing It's a really cool product and service that they actually have but Laura and I initially met I think actually through Instagram was the initial place and you started working with me on your personal brand for your coaching business which in the end you actually decided not to
2: really follow through with is that right yeah that's uh, that's right yeah Instagram is the and social media is really the place of connection Uh, And I've learned so much while working on the personal brand with you. I learned so much about myself. I've always been passionate about uh, personal development and developing teams. And in my corporate job, I've been doing that for, you know, more than 15 years. So I was thinking, how can I take that even a level higher? How can I have a bigger impact in my career and uh, help other individuals, you know, develop the same way I was mentoring my teams in corporate? So that's, I guess, when we met and I kind of got your guidance on how to really elevate that personal brand. And while we were working together, at the same time, Daniela was building this really cool family business uh, with such a a big purpose and vision, and I let her speak about it. Um, And then, of course, it was so close to my heart, and we've always been so close as sisters that I couldn't just say, like, you know what, I'm not going to join. So as soon as she asked the question, like, do you want to join? I was like... You know, it's hard to kind of leave leave this other project, which is more on making an impact in a different way in the world and helping other individuals, you know, reach their full potential. Um, so yeah, it took a, took some time, and uh, but then I finally decided to uh, to to join join the team. Perfect.
1: So Daniela, over to you then. So this family business that you're working on, why don't you share with everyone what it is?
0: Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take you a little bit from uh, from the beginning and you know how everything you know started. So I would say you know that uh, my entrepreneurial uh, journey you know started in the very early stages uh, when I was a little girl because you know we grew up in a in a uh, entrepreneurial household. Both parents, you know, they had, uh, they, they had multiple businesses. So, you know, this was, you know, like we were really seeing this on our day to day. And I always dreamt, you know, of being a businesswoman. <laughs> I really looked up, you know, to my, um, at, at my parents, you know, and what they were doing. They were um, really my inspiration. So I really started um, my first entrepreneurial journey when I was 19 back home in, in Romania, um, I, was, uh, I was still studying, um, and, and I opened a travel agency, as that is what I was studying at the time. So, uh, and then, you know, I had it for a, of, for a couple of years, for about three years, until I decided to, to go on, uh, you know, with uh, a big life change, which is, you know, moving to, moving to the UAE. And, you know, one of the reason of, reasons of coming here, it's, uh, it's, it's Laura, because, you know, we are very close, Uh, She's my only sister and we are really super close. So I felt a little bit, you know, incomplete. I'm like, you know, I really want to be close to my family. You know, I think that is super important to me. Yeah, so I moved to Abu Dhabi, uh, been in corporate for some time until um, about three years ago when I think my entrepreneurial, uh, you know, mindset started kicking again. And I'm like, I started asking myself uh, a few, you know, existential questions like you know what is what makes me happy what is really important uh you know uh, for me and then i started remembering our family dinners and being back home every time you know like dinner was uh was really something you know that we were all doing together as a family and you know having guests around the house we were always, we had to set up the tables and, you know, prepare the table and arrange it in a nice way and, you know, put the candles, take out the, the nice uh, the nice china. So I really, really enjoyed that. And, you know, those were really beautiful times and I really felt, I want to recreate that. I want to recreate this for everyone. Everyone here, it's, it's, it's an expat and to get that connection um, around the dinner table it's you know little bit little bit difficult as you know not everyone is is as lucky to have their family their family here. So yeah, I just wanted to to create this this thing, and you know how else can you do it other than around the beautiful beautiful table with you know beautiful people. So really, I would say this is how it how it started, uh, how it's really started um, for for me, and Simply Chef came to life. So
1: Simply Chef is. Would you, is it an online shop or is it more than that offering like easy, like beautiful crockery? I love the, the forks and knives that you have and the gold and the rose gold and the silver and everything. Is that what you would call it, an online, an online shop or is it so much? Maybe just develop that a little bit more. on. yeah. yeah. So,
0: so, so definitely, we are not just we are not just online. So we are a tableware brand. Uh, we do have presence in in retail. Uh, right now, we have uh, two retail outlets: one in Abu Dhabi and one in Dubai. We are present online, um, and we are working on the um, um, on the corporate sector as as well. With, you know, hotels, cafes, restaurants. Uh, so you know we have two different you know target markets that we are we are working with uh, with here, yeah. So from our you know variety of uh, of products we do have uh, dinnerware sets, serving platters, cutlery, table accessories. I would say you know everything that that you need to set up a beautiful table. And uh, our collections are are growing and, and increasing. We keep in mind we are you know still uh, still a, a baby uh, in, in developing.
1: So I wanted to go back on that question earlier that you were talking about your parents, because I'm sure loads of people listening have children and they might want to instill that entrepreneurial confidence into their own children. So what were some of the things that your parents did that you feel has become sort of part of your identity or that really helped you as a, or is helping you now, but you got that from them when you were
2: younger? I think quite early on our parents really taught to, to take initiative and be very responsible. And so I think that really, I think we were maybe five, six when we started like taking care of house chores and you know, like we had responsibilities uh, assigned and we had to make sure we complete them. So that would be a first. Um, and I think they involved us very early in the business. Like we felt uh, like we were part of the business. And, uh, you know, I remember, I think I was just learning how to write. I was maybe eight years old, uh, and I was school and learning like maths. And I remember like my mom said, like, come and help me with, you know, this accounting project. So really. Uh, all the summers were like you know internship for us from I think like eight nine years old like we were in the shops in the you know like in the in the offices in the summers and we were working and helping there uh, and I think that kind of g- gave us an edge and a bit of like extra
0: experience yeah. yeah 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 well I would I would say the same I would say the same we were you know like always with our parents at work with them
2: <laughs> and I
0: think
1: oh, and they must be so proud now when they see you now you know and this is
2: part of the story yeah I think I think so uh, I hope we make them proud uh, and you know like every child we want. I to am very them. Sure. so
1: what are some of the things that you are doing because you know tableware in a, in a sense when I think about it you know there's a lot of like you've got I mean I'm thinking certainly in the UAE you know you've got crate and barrel that have got their own stuff you've got a home center that's got its own stuff different price range and you've got Villaroy and Bach have got their own, you know, that's what they do. How have you made a point of standing
2: out in what you actually do? I think what we wanted to do is to enter that uh, affordable luxury market. And I think that at the time when we entered the market, there weren't really uh, too many players in this affordable uh, luxury where you have really good quality. And we really wanted like everyone to be able to afford really good quality pieces in in their own uh, home. I think what makes us stand out is uh, as a brand is you know really the personal touch that you get with working with uh, uh, with uh, with with a startup. Like I think that we pride ourselves to one of the best you know customer service. We are always available and reachable on all the channels, and we often engage in conversations ourselves with partners, with with uh, with clients. Uh, which you know as you grow as a big brand, it's quite difficult to still achieve that level of customer service and. You know, we hope that long term, uh, we are gonna be uh, be able to to do
1: that. Yeah. What kind of examples? So, if someone's listening now, let's let's make it real, real tangible for people. What are you know amazing customer services? You know, sh- is showing up, and I kind of think as a business owner, I'd hope that everyone's providing amazing customer service. What are some of the things that you've done that have gone maybe above and beyond, or what I personally like to call deseeded the lemon you know what what's been that little thing that's been the attention to detail that's just risen above sort of someone else
0: um i i would i would say here um everything that 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 we are doing we are doing for our community as well and um we do have um with every purchase that someone makes uh we are we are feeding children around the world because you know we are related, we are related to food. We are related, you know, like our um, you know core values uh, is, uh, is you know that human collection connection, human element. Uh, so this is what, what we are we are doing, and we want to be involved in more of this, you know, social uh, social activities. But this is you know what we have started, uh, what we have started with. Awesome impact is a big uh,
2: big part of our business, and we really didn't want to just start another, you know. Uh, a retail or e-commerce brand, we just wanted to give back to the community and uh, CSR is really a big pillar of what we do. Uh, so first, our one of our you know biggest initiatives is that we are aiming to be a plastic-free business uh, and to be as sustainable as possible. So we are currently at 80% plastic-free business and by uh, next year we are aiming to be 100% plastic-free. Um, and really what I mean, 80% is like we use plastic really minimal in things that you cannot really replace with uh, uh, with other sustainable materials. But we are working on some exciting collaborations and hopefully we'll be able to share soon on bringing even more sustainable products to the business. Yeah, so this is one element with making an impact to the earth and making an impact to people. Uh, we want to to kind of put, a, let's say, a small impact on... Uh, alleviating the world hunger and there's many kids out there and families that are uh, struggling with that and what, what yeah. is uh, donating and feeding kids around the world.
1: I love that and you know and that, that what you just said that was perfect in a sense of you know we're doing you know a, a small part and I think a lot of people get scared or, or put off that they're like oh well but my small part is not actually going to be able to contribute or make a massive difference but if everyone did a really small part it would make a huge huge difference and there was um there was a, a documentary on netflix or a film and i think it's called i am i'm gonna have a little google and see have you heard of it
0: no no i haven't Karen, No.
1: well you should have a little look the the whole the whole this is everything that you were talking about in the sense of if the if everyone in the world has the same attitude that if we can just do a small thing rather than going, we have, you know, something massive, because I think that's what people think in order to make a difference, they've got to do something massive. So if we can all do something small within our business, within day to day. It's going to have a huge compound effect on, on everything that's happening. I'll, I'll have a little look for that now. Both of you have come out of corporate. And, you know, I know, Daniela, you started in entrepreneurship at 19. Love that. Um, went into corporate and then you stepped away from it. I would say probably every client that I mentor that comes through my programs has been in corporate at some point. And the older you get, the harder it is to leave corporate because, you know, you've got the, we've got a lifestyle that we like, we have, um, we like the regular salary that comes in. So I'd love for both of you to maybe share, I guess the, the, the point of the question would be, how did you an- manage to make that decision and go? Do you know what? I'm happy to take less for the long term benefits. Like, what were some of the thoughts that you can share that you were going through at the time? That if someone's listening here,
0: going, "I'm feeling this as well because I want to leave my job, but I'm too scared to." I think it's so scary to be honest. It's it's so scary and it's so such a stressful decision. But you have to listen to your gut feeling and you know to what is really important important to you because. You can always go back to corporate. You can always go back to what you know. But starting a business, uh, you know, the, the the more you wait, the more you're gonna, you know, uh, get more afraid of, of taking the move. Uh, so, really, I would I would say you can always go back to something something familiar. It's it's a new journey. It's scary. It's uh, like anything anything that is new, but it's exciting as well, and it's uh, so satisfying uh, along the way. Yeah. I, I I just have to reiterate that one, uh,
1: Daniela, can always go back to what you did. Um, I remember leaving my full-time job with Emirates like nearly 20 years ago. And I remember thinking at the time, well, what's the worst that can happen? I can always go back and I can always reapply for my job. I'm leaving on great terms. So it's not the, you know, th- that's always there. You can always go
2: back. I think that I I totally relate to that, Laura. What about you? I mean, what Daniela said really resonates with me as well. I think it's yeah, it's a very hard decision to leave like a, you know quite a comfortable job, a senior position, and then kind of like you know jump the boat on the other side in the unknown. Uh, in the corporate, of course, you have the structure, you have the comfort, and then here it's like you know you're on a boat. You know you don't know how it's going to work. Some days are good, some months are good, some years are good. Um, I think you have to start being comfortable with delayed gratification um, and really not, not expecting, you know, like results. Like you see the salary, you know, coming every month consistent and just kind of like be comfortable to uh, to wait for, you know, a year, two years, three years until you kind of get to the level where your salary can become stable and your bus- business is, uh, is stable. Delayed gratification. It's,
1: um, it's something that uh, takes, I think, a lot of practice because I think with social media and the way that the world is moving, like everything is so fast-paced, everything. We can get stuff delivered in seconds. We can watch this. We can communicate with someone so many miles away. But I think there are two really amazing points. You can always go back and get comfortable with delayed gratification. Awesome. So I'd love to know what are some of the top tips for for a beautiful table setup, whether it's with your family or some friends, what would be some things that you would say? Yeah, this really enhances
2: the the experience. I mean, I think there's there's many elements, but I think uh, having a centerpiece and creating like something for a centerpiece that instantly kind of elevates your dinner table. You know, you can simply. Uh, Get some eucalyptus leaves and, uh, you know, just uh, put uh, in between them some, you know, fresh fruits like lemons and oranges and, you know, put some taper candles in between. Um, And I think with that and, of course, you know, uh, you know, our dinner table or, you know, any other beautiful dinner table, uh, your table will instantly uh, look beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, adding, um, adding uh, the accessories, some of the accessories, you can, you can theme them in, you know, different ways. So you will have, for example, one of our, of our collections, dinner collections, you can just accessorize it according to the season or the theme that you want. And you have, you know, like every time you have a spectacular table. Uh, so you have to kind of learn a little bit how to do this, you know, like small, uh, small. Um, arrangements to, to to make it uh, to make it beautiful, uh, but yeah, don't ever you know don't forget to have you know like your your table napkins to have you know like some nice candles and uh, yeah um, and I think you should uh, you guys should uh, should follow us on Instagram see see some uh, some tips on how to make the table beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I was going to say, have you got lots of
1: tips and reels on Instagram on how to enhance your table? What's your Instagram handle for everyone who's listening or watching? Uh, Simply Chef uh, UAE, love it. What would you say is a big myth within the industry? I haven't asked it for a while on the podcast, and it's one of the questions I really like asking because everyone's got sort of preconceived ideas of what a particular industry is like, or what it or what it looks like on social media, even for example.
2: So, what would you like to myth bust? I guess. I think uh, I would go on uh, on the entrepreneurship and kind of like bust uh, a myth around that. I think everyone kind of assumes that when you have a business running and you're a business owner, you're just sitting by the beach and sipping Mai Tais and, you know, like just enjoying (laughs) Dubai. And, you know, I hate to bust this myth, but it's really not like that. I think entrepreneurship uh, doesn't, uh, you know, you have some flexibility, but with time, Uh, And I think, you know, you have to kind of be connected to your business, you know, 24-7, you know, weekends, holidays. You know, you have to be there accessible uh, for your partners, for your clients, for the business opportunities. Um, So, no, when we are not working, we are not at the beach. Uh, We are working behind the scenes. I was at a conference
1: at the weekend and it was quite interesting because they asked a question and they said, you know, hands up here who's gone into owning their own business because they wanted more free time, more independence and more money. And, you know, and of course, everyone was like, me, me, me. And then he was like, and keep your hand up if this has been the complete opposite. And of course, everyone still sort of have their, their hands up. So why is it you think so many people really stay committed to running their own business when it's twice as hard and you're maybe you know certainly in the first 3 years earning less than you were in your corporate job i think
0: you get a different kind of satisfaction when you build something from from scratch and mm. uh, so i think people they want to have you know the ownership of you know that particular uh, particular business and as you know as as difficult as it is it's very satisfying um so uh, yeah
1: what's well, been one of your wins you know when I always love this meme. I was actually talking about it on another podcast, you know, where they were, I don't know if you've seen it online and they were in a shop and they sold this thing. And then underneath the counter, they're like, yay, yay. What was that point for you? I mean, I remember in my first business, I think, so I started in the September, I officially launched and I got a really big contract in the February with a mall. And it was one of those, oh, this is so cool. What was that moment for you or what's been that
0: moment to date for you?
1: I think we had so
0: many of these moments, to be honest. Uh, One of them happened very recently, two weeks ago. Uh, We did a table set up for for Huda Beauty and her team. Uh, Oh, wow! um, (laughs) Yes, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, this is, you know, the the most recent one, but really they, they are happening, they are happening every, every day. I it's mean, so yeah,
2: um, small wins kind of every day. Um, and we are happy to, yeah, to see the business growing this way.
1: Nice. What's, what's been, would you say two days? You said you're still small, you're still growing. What's been one of the best marketing platforms or marketing strategies that's helped
2: you up to this point? I mean, definitely social media, um, uh, brings a big impact to us in terms of, you know, getting to know us as a brand. And I think what mm-hmm. recently started doing is bringing that, you know, human connection value that we have, bringing that into social media and showing up a bit more uh, and getting, letting our audience to know us personally. And, you know, some of them were surprised that we are sisters, you know, although we kind of look, look alike. So, yeah, I think bringing that human element and, uh, you know, allowing ourselves to be vulnerable as, uh, you know, as humans when showing up on the on the company platform.
1: Uh, I, I was so you're talking about, sorry, as I are talking about personal branding. You've taken on all the tips that we learned and everything that we work towards in your business. And even though it's not, you know, you, you've gone from coaching to a product based business, although it's a, a service in, in a sense, but it's a product based business. But you've taken those elements that we talked about of your personal brand and brought them into a product-based business, which is a perfect example of people thinking, oh, but I don't want my business to be about me. But you're actually seeing that on social media, it's having a really powerful um, connection with the consumers because they're like, oh, wow, your sisters. Oh, wow, And there's more to it than just another tableware.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I wanted to add as well is, is the collaborations, you know, for in terms of marketing, we are very, we are collaborating a lot with, uh, with, with other brands. And this, you know, has helped a lot. And yes. it's, it's very important. And it's very nice when see, you know, like businesses supporting, uh, supporting each other. That's, that's something very, like, really amazing that a lot of businesses in the UAE, they're very open for that. So,
1: yeah. I think it would be really nice to know, Daniela, as to what does a collaboration look like? Because I think a lot of people want to do collaborations. So maybe you could share one or two examples of how you've collaborated with a brand or something and, and then maybe the, the sort of the outcome or the results of that.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to give you one one example. We are collaborating with uh, with another brand, uh, with an interior designer, I would say. Uh, okay. For our for our upcoming, for our upcoming, Christmas, uh, Christmas packages. Uh, so we are going to, they we're going to do like a beautiful table setups and beautiful, you know, like gift sets uh, that will include, you know, like our tableware um, and, you know, some of the, of the accessories uh, that the interior design company um, has. This is, you know, like one of them that comes, comes right now to, uh, to my mind. Mm-hmm. Natural sure Flora thinks of,
2: of some other collaboration. I mean, there, there's many, we, we collaborate on a consistent basis with artists, with designers. Uh, you know, we are, mm. uh, to keep pace with, you know, kind of producing ourselves and, you know, reinventing, you know, ourselves the whole time. And we do believe that there is power in, uh, you know, the designs of others. And so we consistently work with other designers to bring their designs, uh, and, you know, produce their designs or, you know, bring their products into, uh, into, into our brand. Um, so I think those kind of prove themselves to, to work so far as well. Uh, but yeah, it's all around yeah, the collaboration uh, sentiment and really one of our brand values as well. It's, it's collaboration. So uh, we try to stay true to it. Love that. So I think it's really important to think about who
1: else could or would be in time using your product or your service. What's their audience, and then how you can bring both your audiences together so that they benefit from your service and vice versa from them um I've loved talking to you both and hearing about you know the personal side of going a business, and I absolutely love the whole element of you know how a family dinner or how family dinners have basically developed into um a full time going business for both of you so um Congratulations! Would you like to share other than your Instagram? I know you did website, like anywhere else. You're on LinkedIn. Where are you most popular, or where do you chat to the most with your um, potential
2: clients? Yeah, definitely on, on Instagram and on our website, simplychefday. You can find us. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure speaking with you again, and uh, you know, from every conversations we have with you, we learn even uh, even more.
0: Um, yeah thank you for for mm-hmm. having us yeah thank you thank you so much thank you so much kelly and i hope you know the audience is gonna uh it's gonna enjoy and benefit you know take some of our learnings absolutely so many valuable tips
1: there thank you girls and i look forward to seeing you perhaps one day do a a, a food um a table service layout for the next party that i'm having so take care bye for now thank you bye bye Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is how more people can hear about the amazing stories and guests that we have on here. Even better, you can also share this on social media. Screenshot it and share it on your Instagram or on your Facebook or on your Twitter account. The more people that see these episodes, the more awareness it brings to small businesses and those that are trying to make an impact and difference. And if you want to know more about how you can develop your personal brand, then check out our new website, Brand New Creators, designed by our in-house team. And we are in the business of helping you to increase your online visibility, build industry authority, lead change, motivate and profit. Who doesn't want that? I look forward to speaking to you soon. Until next time. Bye.